This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. There is so much to talk about, gentlemen. We spent all offseason preparing for this, and here we are. So, Merrick, I want to start with you here. And what we have started to see this week is the official depth chart. And two, don't read too much into it. It's going to change quite a bit. We have guys practicing, not practicing. We'll get into injuries in a little bit. But, Merrick, I want to get your thoughts on how maybe, uh, you know, you kind of just said it in a sense, right? We spent all offseason gearing up towards uh, this Dolphins team that we see as one of the top to bottom best rosters of all time of, of our life. All of a sudden, we're still queasy. So, so I want to ask you about Brandon Jones, listed as a starting safety. Where's your vibes at with him? Do you think he's someone who can jump right in? I think it's his fourth season jump right in and really just take control of that safety position. You know, there's a little trepidation with Brandon Jones coming off the injury. You you hope that he can regain form and get a quick start to the 2023 season, but that's not always the case with players coming off of ACL tears, which he is. Um, So you trust the coaching staff, you trust the medical staff. If they say he's ready, then he's ready. But but we'll be able to watch with our own eyes if if it's the Brandon Jones that we're used to. Or if it's a Brandon Jones that's maybe at 80% or 85%. And how effective is a Brandon Jones at 80%? I'm not sure. How effective is Brandon Jones in the Vic Fangio defense? That's, I think, another concern we've all kind of touched on at times throughout this offseason. Does Brandon Jones fit the Vic Fangio defense? I'm not entirely sure he does. Um, I'll be interested to watch and see if he can prove me wrong. And I am hoping that he proves me wrong, but I'm not entirely sure that Brandon Jones is a going to play as much as maybe we think he's going to play and B is going to be a perfect fit for the Fangio defense. And I almost wonder if maybe you'll see a little bit more Verone McKinley in this game while Brandon Jones kind of knocks the rust off from missing uh a number of games and essentially an entire season last year. Josh, I want to ask you because the Cowboys uh, fired Kellen Moore. He comes over and becomes the Chargers offensive coordinator. Um, the Chargers really in the last couple of years did that dink and dunk offense from the Saints that Drew Brees mastered. Um, they're going to air it out more. He's going to, uh, Justin Herbert's going to throw the ball downfield. He's going to use his big old arm that we all know about. One of the things specifically Cater Co who sticks out about last year is that whenever Miami's cornerbacks were on an island, there was always a, a, 
a, a one moment of panic, whether it was just kind of le- looking around too late, uh, grabbing someone, forcing that pass interference call. How do you feel about the secondary where we feel like in a game like this, there's going to be these isolated battles down the field against a monster like Mike Williams or Keenan Allen? Yeah, and we got to remember Qu- uh, Quentin Johnson as well, the rookie there. So, I mean, they got a bunch of weapons. Gerald Everett's another guy that we talked about, Josh Jake. Palmer's I mean, so good. Yeah, who's, yeah, Josh Palmer's a, a fantasy, you know, acorn type. Um, first, I just want to say Brandon Jones. I won't put too much stock in that depth chart either, but the fact that they already have him listed as a starter, I mean, I think that does speak volumes as to how they view him. Um, and I wonder how, you know, the Jalen Ramsey injury may have impacted that, right? He's a guy that can come down, play in the box, do those things. So maybe they want to get him out there sooner than later. But um, definitely an intriguing thing to watch. And then for stock up, I also had, like you mentioned, Cater Kohu. I mean, how telling is it that, you know, an undrafted acorn that can play on the outside and on the inside at nickel is, you know, essentially, at least according to the depth chart, looks like he'll be opposite of Xavier Howard. And the fact that you're asking him to go out there again, year two, play opposite of Xavier Howard, lock down that boundary against two of the better wide receivers in football, it's going to be a matchup to watch. So um, I'm excited for this matchup. I would have felt a lot better, obviously, with Jalen Ramsey out there. But um, yeah, I think Brandon Jones will be called upon. And I do think Cater Kohu, it's his time to step up. I mean, I thought maybe he'd be that guy in the slot, but it does sound like he will be on the outside for the Dolphins, at least based on a depth chart, whatever we can take from that. The one guy in offense we haven't mentioned yet, and he had uh, close to 30 touches in total last game was Austin Eckler. Um, He didn't necessarily do anything too well. He had eight receptions on eight targets, and I think he averaged uh, 3.5 yards per carry. He was just really consistent. I go back, he's Miles Gaskin who bought the battle pass. Merrick, how do you feel this Dolphins defense matches up against someone like Austin Eckler? Uh, Personally, I kind of feel like this is a running back matchup where the Dolphins might do a little better just because, you know, it's a smaller back. It's not really this ground and pound uh, unit that Vic Bangio defenses might, you know, quote unquote, struggle with a little bit. Yeah, I do feel like the Dolphins defense matches up well against uh, a player like Austin Eckler. Um, And I think very particularly this version of the Dolphins defense matches up well because you take a guy out of the lineup like a Landon Roberts and you insert a guy into the lineup like David Long Jr. And David Long Jr. covers backs and tight ends much better than Alandon Roberts did. And that's not to slander Roberts. That's just not the type of player he was. He was more of a classic linebacker, gets downhill, shoots a gap, tries to make a tackle, stuffs the run, whatever it may be. David Long can do that. We saw him do that in the preseason. We saw him do it quite well. It was actually really exciting to watch. Um, But he also covers those backs and tight ends uh, quite a bit better than Alandon Roberts did. So I, I do think the addition of David Long helps the Dolphins get better and how many years have we been talking about the Dolphins can't cover a tight end? The Dolphins can't cover a running back out of the backfield. Uh, I think that's one of the main reasons why they told Landon Roberts, you know, we'll see you. And, and they brought in a guy like David Long Jr. So uh, he seems to be doing all right. He seems to be healthy. Uh, you know, he battled that hamstring injury earlier in the offseason. Those woes seem to be behind him. So I think this defense does match up well against the skill set of Eckler. Um Still waiting on those those uh, interior defensive line reinforcements. I don't know if we're going to see it, at least not week one. But uh, I do feel confident that this defense can bottle up uh, a, a, an outstanding player like Austin Eckler. Yeah, I just want to make sure we said that because, I mean, Jake and I joked that he was a ball. Well, at least I oh, said ball. Stuff. Bob Miles Gaskin. But, yeah, he's an absolute 
fantasy, fantasy darling, a stud. I mean, I think Merrick nailed it. You want to see how these linebackers step up. Hopefully, David Long. I mean, that contract wasn't crazy, right? I think the Dolphins kind of got, um, you know, quote unquote, a bargain for what you know David Long can bring to the table. But we need him to step up in that run game. Jerome Baker, those guys. Um, and then Emmanuel Ogba, I've written down here while you guys were talking. I wrote his name down. It's just a guy that, you know, we mentioned reinforcement coming in there. I do think Brandon Peely, um, the guy Jake kind of s- sniffed out early on throughout camp, the undrafted acorn. I think he'll step up and, you know, get some reps. But I think Emmanuel Ogba is going to see a lot of time down there, you know, with his hand in the dirt in the middle of that defense. So hopefully Vic Fangio's defense can do what they do because I wish I had it up. But um, I think he's had success against Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore, you know, the last few meetings they had. So um, we need that defense to step up because we do remember um, – how ugly that last meeting was, right? I mean, besides, I still remember that play where Tyree Kill had that crazy touchdown where, like, the ball got batted to him. But other than that, man, that was just uh, a very sad, sad performance. And week one, Chargers at their place, Dolphins, uh, this is a primetime matchup. There was a quote earlier this week from Mike McDaniel, and usually Mike McDaniel, it is like the um, adult voice in, in the peanuts. You're not going to get a lot of out of it. It's going to be a lot of nothing. Uh, but he did have one line when he was asked about, um, I don't have the exact quote, but guys, I want to ask you about this. Um, he was asked about Brandon Staley, right? These two have a long history together. Mike McDaniel wanted Vic Fangio so badly because Brandon Staley's from that tree. It's just um, a defense that can really slow down that offense. Mike McDaniel, it, it wasn't like a bulletin board material, but he had a line of like, oh yeah, the Brandon Staley effect where he kind of, I don't want to say shrugged it off because Brandon Staley is a good defensive mind. I don't think anybody's doubting that. Um, but do we feel we overvalue that a little bit? And to make this question even more difficult, are we overvaluing the uh, connection Brandon Staley and Vic Fangio have going into this game as well? You make a lot of good points there, Jake. I do find those storylines very interesting because I watched that media availability from Mike McDaniel when he talked about Brandon Staley. And you're right. Like he laughed. He smirked. There was there was something there. You know, we always assume that these guys who work together, that they that they end up loving each other the whole time that they're they're working alongside each other and pure speculation on my part. But it's fair to wonder after watching that presser if Maybe Mike McDaniel and Brandon Staley don't necessarily get along as well as some people may think they do. And, uh, you know, the the Dolphins now have the Chargers defensive coordinator from last year on their staff, Ronaldo Hill. And I think Mike McDaniel thinks that that's kind of a a little ace up the sleeve. I think he feels like, you know, having the defensive coordinator for the Chargers last year on his team Tua can talk to him. McDaniel can talk to him. The entire offense can talk to Ronaldo Ronaldo Hill and and try and get a read on what Brandon Staley uh, was doing, you know, what that defense was doing last season and maybe some wrinkles that maybe Staley will try to throw in this year. So I think Mike McDaniel spent an entire offseason being told by by certain individuals and, and media members that he was out coached by Brandon Staley. And I don't think Mike McDaniel liked hearing that. So I feel like Mike McDaniel is coming into this game with something to prove. I think he feels like he has something to prove. And I think he's going to have some, some extra special secret sauce for Brandon Staley and those LA chargers this weekend. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, that just, that just sounded dirty. You said he had some extra <laughs> secret sauce for him. But, yeah, I think we put too much stock in, you know, some of these player versus player matchups. We love to sit here and talk about Tua versus Justin Herbert. But, I mean, you're right, man. Brandon Staley versus Mike McDaniel, both these guys. I mean, they need to try to one-up the other one based off what they saw last season. So, um, definitely sound like there was some ill will there. Um, I have written down here, Jake, as you guys are talking. I don't know if you guys listened to that, uh, the athletic podcast, but they were talking about the piss boys. I mean, were both of them piss boys? Were they both part of yeah. Kyle Shanahan's piss boys? So. And then um, this is kind of the whole Padawan. Can thing, you explain right? that real quick, though, just so if people haven't? Piss boys. They're basically, they're, if, they were basically Kyle Shanahan's, or maybe they were Mike Shanahan's, just basically like yeah. the interns, the guy that did all the grunt work, and they were known as the piss boys, and they all kind of went on to, um, you know, exceed expectations, right? I mean, Mike McDaniel's a head coach. I think Sean McVay was a piss boy. Kyle Shanahan was a piss boy. The, the list of piss boys go on and on. So much piss. If I was part of a group, if I was part of a group that was named the piss boys, I would do anything and everything to make sure that didn't get out to the national media at all costs. Nobody's calling me a piss boy, damn it. Um, what, one more note about the whole um, I know what you know and you know what I know type stuff. Um, I, I do want to say it is possible that maybe Brandon Staley just kind of pokes fun at Mike McDaniel. It doesn't necessarily have to be there's something bad. He could have just been rolling his eyes because maybe Brandon Staley texted him after the game and said, how'd you like the Brandon Staley effect, different things like that. <laughs> so so I, I, I don't know if it was hate, but, but it was curious because Mike McDaniel, like me, or, you always hear that nasally just rant. And you don't see a lot, but but that really just popped up my radar as something that was a little interesting. One more quote I want to talk about that is also interesting was Tua Tungaveloa on Thursday was asked about him and comparing himself to uh, Justin Herbert. Guys, I'd love to get your thoughts on this because while what Tua said is 100% right, I never once thought he'd come out and just kind of be like, Justin Herbert and I are two different quarterbacks. His arm strength is so much better than mine. Some of his throws kind of wow me. He really broke it down to another step instead of just the cliche player coach talk we're used to. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that from Tua. I, I find this 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 offseason's version of Tua very refreshing. He's very open. He's very honest. He tells you how he feels. You know, Tua's always been somewhat of a guarded guy, and he still is to a certain extent, but he's kind of opened up a little bit more and shown you a little bit more of his personality. And this was part of that. He said, Hey, listen, I'm not Justin Herbert. I'm not six foot six. I can't throw the ball 80 yards downfield. That's not how I win, but that doesn't mean two as a bad quarterback, you know, and it doesn't mean that Justin Herbert's a better quarterback. They're just different quarterbacks and they do things differently. So uh, I, I found that to be pretty interesting. And, and, I don't think, I, to me, it shows a level of maturity and a level of growth for Tua that he can sit there and he can listen to people all day, every day, say the Dolphins messed up. They should have drafted Justin Herbert. They shouldn't have drafted Tua Tungabailoa, yada, yada, yada. He can sit there and he can go, 
Okay, well, that's your opinion. I think your opinion's wrong. I think I'm a pretty damn good NFL quarterback. I win in different ways. I win with timing and precision. I win with touch passes. I win, you know, with my my pre-snap intelligence. Um, and 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 that's okay. Like the old saying goes, there's there's many ways to skin a cat. And hopefully we don't see any cats skinned on Sunday in the literal uh, sense of the phrase, but I do think you'll see a confident Tua out there. Mike McDaniel has done such a great job building Tua's confidence over the last two years. Um, And I think you're going to see a player who is excited to be back on the football field since the, for the first time since uh, Christmas, at least in, in a a regular season fashion, a regular season kind of way. And, and I just overall have very much enjoyed Tua's candidness uh, over these last few weeks in particular. He really has been so candid, and you're right, man. This is the first time we've seen him since uh, Christmas Day. So um, I think that tattoo's got him a lot more confident, you know, going out there with a little bit more swagger. But um, what I think is most funny is now, in hindsight, everyone can sit here and say, and, I mean, based you base it basically off of Tua's health, right? If Tua's healthy, you're not sitting here saying it's a decided factor that Justin Herbert, despite all his records, you know, the best three years, um, by any quarterback ever, you know, is that yeah. decidedly better than two outside of those injuries? Um, but I do think that, you know, looking back at it, there was not an analyst that would have taken Herbert at the time over to us. So um, two is doing what he can do. I'm excited for this matchup and excited to see how he bounces back because, you know, again, that last time they played the Chargers, it was ugly. And that kind of led to a little bit of a rough patch for the Dolphins. And, you know, we don't want to see that. We want to see these guys grow and build upon that. So, um, hoping Tua comes out there, guns ablazing, but he does realize that, you know, he's not the same quarterback as Justin Herbert, as we all realize, right? I mean, they're two completely different quarterbacks, him, Joe Burrow, Tua Tavaloa. Um, I think they're all going to win, you know, they're all going to be successful in the NFL. I mean, that's the, the next era of NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> Thank you.